Hey y'all, welcome to Together Real Bad. Real bad. I am beautiful with three L's. And I am ace with an A, a C, and an E. We invite you to join us bi-weekly as we discuss topics such as pop culture, relationship dynamics, date night activities, and maybe even a little flag football. Discover how we nurture our growing relationship with intentional activities, questions, love, and service. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app to listen or check out our website at togetherrealbad.com. And now on to the show. She's stuck inside my mental. She got a body like a temple. Even though she drives me crazy. I am your host for today. Ace with an A, a C, and an E. And I am beautiful with three L's. And as we say every time, what's going on? What's new? What's new? I'm excited about what we have coming up. Okay, let's talk about that. What do we have coming up? Um, we're going to a pageant, a, what is it called? Baton or something? Yeah, like it's a, it's a drag show pageant at the Baton. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, it should be fun. That's happening on Monday to, I guess, probably kick off Pride Month. Happy Pride, y'all. Happy Pride. That should be fun. Um, I've been, I've been to like, um, a Miss can't remember what it's called like miss universal or miss something like probably like 10 15 years ago now and it was like just like going to a regular beauty pageant that's it yeah pageantry and beautiful women beautiful men as well um it was just very entertaining um a good time our neighbors said, hey, let's go. And we said, let's do it. <laughs> the only like experience that I have with pageants are like the times that I would go and see my sister. My mm. little sister used to be in, in beauty pageants. That was like her thing. It may be kind of like that, maybe, perhaps close enough. Similar setup, totally different uh, personnel, if you will. Yeah, I'm excited though. Yeah, I'm excited too. I think it'll be a good time, especially going out with the neighbors. Um, we had a good time. We went to Lips. I like Lips, but I like Kit Kat Lounge better. Kit Kat Lounge for brunch or Kit Kat Lounge for just in general? Um, Kit Kat Lounge for brunch and drinks. The drinks are always fire there. And that means a lot coming from you. One, beautiful with three L's, who is a spectacular Bartender. Star tender. I'm so, star tender. Yeah, don't, don't. My bad. Do I didn't right. mean, I wasn't trying to disrespect you. Uh, Thank I, you. I apologize. I'm, I appreciate the apology. It's okay. I'm very sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're not, you're not, um, you're not familiar with the, with the, what's the word? The vernacular of a bartender? I don't know. What no, you're it? not familiar with the industry and our titles. Okay. So no, I, uh, and here we are, and here we are. And but no, um, Kit Kat Lounge has really, really good drinks. I they think do. one of the things that I liked about Lips is the entertainment. Lips is really good. Lips is newer. Baton is older. They have like a totally different approach to like how they celebrate stuff, and I like it. It's quick, fast to the point. It's like an hour, hour and a half, and you out. Baton is like. Are we talking about Baton or Kit Kat? No, Lips. I'm talking about Lips. 
is has a totally different approach to celebrating. Kit Kat, you like. Mm-hmm. You like for the drinks. Right. Drinks are good, even though I'm not a huge drinker. I do like the Reese peanut butter cup martini. Something like that. Mm-hmm. And then Baton is like, Baton is real old school. Like the old heads go there, I feel like. Oh, okay. So I'm thinking Baton is just like a venue, but it's like, it's an actual place for like brunch. They have brunch yes. stuff there too? Well, I don't well, know how if they have brunch. I don't know if they have brunch. Um... I can check and see if they have brunch. I can check and see if they have brunch. And um, I don't know. I feel like you, I feel like Kit Kat and Lips is more like up your alley. And then the baton is more, they do celebrations, but I haven't been in a while, so it could be different. I'm not interested in the celebrations. I'm not talking about that. You're just talking about the entertainment. The entertainment, like the girls were entertained. I mean, no, for sure. But I'm saying like, it's a bigger space at Lips. And so it was easier for the girls to work the room. Yeah. Um, At Kit Kat Lounge, it was a smaller area and they were just walking back and forth up the aisle, which was still cute because they got to, you know, I mean, but I think at, at Lips, for sure, they get more people. They reach more people, so they make more money. So that's good for them. I mean, I yeah. like that the bathroom was all the way upstairs. <laughs> you don't want to walk up the steps. It's not that. Like, what about people who are handicapped? Where's the elevator? I'm sure they have to have an elevator for uh, handicap access. Have to. Have to. Or a ramp or something to get up there. Or are they going to give you a piggyback ride and be okay with it? <laughs> <laughs> um, and Baton is actually pretty good size, too. It didn't used to be, but where they moved from on Clark Street to, I believe, they're in Uptown, it's a good size. Me and Larry went. So, I'm cool. Saying, yeah, cool. So, what else is happening? What else is going on? Mm, nothing. It's on you. What you What you got going on? Um. Well, my birthday's coming up. Yes, it is Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yes, it is Sunday. Is you probably are a- too young to know that. <laughs> I was just about Never to say, mind. what is that from? <laughs> Never mind. What is that from? Never mind. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have guessed it. Anyway. I, that's okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Which apparently we have no plans but to play flag football all day and chill out. Which I'm perfectly fine with. Who said we didn't have any plans? Well, I asked you if we had plans. And, and I, what made you think I was going to tell you? First of all, you don't even like celebrating your birthday like that. So we're not even doing anything like big like I would want to because it's not something that you're interested in. But yes, we will be playing football. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What, what else did you say? What were you saying? Oh, I'm just playing football and chilling. Oh, football and chilling. Yeah, we'll ha- we have the football games. And then my friend's performance at the oh yeah yeah Millennium Park. Okay, that should be good. I like that. Yeah, I like that. That and should be maybe good. Maybe we'll grab a bite to eat or something. You never know. You never know, huh? You never know. Hmm. What have we been watching lately that's been good? Um, I don't know what it's called, but you've put on this show um that looks into the relationships of people and their therapy sections and mm-hmm. and the things that they go through. It's literally like, um, it's almost like set up almost like a documentary type of thing. Yeah. And it's people talking about their relationships with the therapist and how to work through a lot of issues that they're having. And it's literally out and open for the world to see. I think it's called like, I think it's called like therapy. Is it on HBO, Showtime? 
I don't know. We can come with better information. But yeah, I think I feel like that show is really good. Um, I feel like it allows you to listen to those people's problems, if you will, Um, listen to their how they interact as a couple. There are also queer couples on this show. So that's very um, I I like that. Yeah, that's really cool that there are queer couples on this show. Um, And you really kind of can almost see yourself in some of the things that these couples are going through. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I highly suggest it, especially if you feel like you need therapy or you want to go to therapy as a couple. Um, watch this show. I'm not saying this show is going to solve your problem, but it will let you take a second and kind of like look view, into the lives. Yes. Of others. And view yourself from the outside. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, in. So like you may have some of the same issues that these two couples are having, um, but um, listening to their side might be your side, right? Listening to one side might be your side and the other side might be your significant other side. And so listening to that and being able to navigate what they're saying and see how other couples navigate the same issues. Like, I think it's a really, really good show to get into mm-hmm. um, and maybe le- even learn some stuff from the therapist. Yeah. And see what the therapist is saying and how we can apply that to our relationship. Not that we have any issues because we don't, but not at the moment, not at the not. moment we don't have any issues, but if such issues should arrive or arise, um, we have tools that we've already view together that we see works quote unquote for other couples for sure for sure do you think we will ever need to go to therapy i think we should go to therapy you don't have to go to therapy when there are issues yeah that's very true so i wouldn't be opposed to starting therapy with you Hmm. when should we start i don't know when do you want to i don't know We'll have to look into it. We'll definitely have to look into it because I'm open to that. Yeah, I'm I'm open to it too. I've been to therapy, couples therapy before, and I feel like it worked on the level of like the main thing that they establish is that a lot of times the quote unquote issues that you have come from how you were raised. They always will ask you like, okay, this is the issue that you're having in your relationship right now. What was it like when you were younger? Um, And I truly believe that, especially thinking back to the relationships that I've had and knowing a little bit about how they were raised um, makes me wholeheartedly believe that the way you're raised has a lot to do with the issues that you have when you're older or non-issues, how you act, um, how you present yourself, how you deal with stress, how you deal with any and everything. Yeah, I completely agree with that, especially since, you know, I minored in psychology Mm. um, in my undergrad and in past relationships, I've used those examples or um, how I was brought up Mm. as to explain why I react a certain way. Yeah. And I've always been really good about seeing both sides of of a story, um, how I may have hurt somebody and how they may have hurt me. And I Mm -hmm. try to dissect it Mm -hmm. to make it make sense. Right. So I've always applied that technique when it comes to resolving issues and seeing where I may have gone wrong. Mm-hmm. So I completely agree with that. Mm, look at you. You didn't know that, girl? I did, but I forgot. When we were talking about it, I forgot you minored in um, psychology. Hmm. Interesting. But so it's, I'm a huge believer on how you were brought up 
makes you the person that you are today. Oh, absolutely. Is there anything that you can look within yourself and be like, okay, I have this issue or non-issue because of what happened when I was six, seven, eight, 10, 11, 12 years old? Um, yes, but not like that. So like the, the easiest example for me, well, one of the examples for me that I can say that it doesn't necessarily pertain to relationships, Mm -hmm. but I was a gymnast for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And part of gymnastics is striving for perfection. Mm, And now I understand. (laughs) And so when it comes to any and everything that I do, I want to be great at it. I want to be, I want it to be perfect because that's all that I expect of me. That's all that was expected of me when I was younger. So that's a blessing and a curse because usually when you're striving for perfection, you don't make any progress. Very true. Yeah. So it stops you in your tracks. Right. So I've had to stop myself a few times um, and I'm still working on that, but it's definitely something that shows up in my life quite often. And I'm still learning to deal with that. How do you deal with that? How do you like, how do you try to navigate that? Like, what are some of the tools, I guess, that you have or that you use or that you apply to break yourself from that because it is like if you try to be perfect you you like I feel like you can never get started with anything and by you I don't mean you specifically I just mean like in general yeah so so for example like I'm a bartender and I started a mobile bartending business but the reason why I haven't gone full force with the business is because I'm scared to fail and Mm. I don't want to make any mistakes Mm. And I want everything to be right before I put it out. And it's gone on since 2020 now. Oh, man. Okay. That I bought the LLC and I have yet to do anything with it. Mm. So um, it's definitely held me back a lot. Mm. I feel like for me, um, when I was younger, um, there's two things. One, and this one is really trivial, but it makes sense. Like my mom was like a stickler for time. And so being on time was like a huge deal. And for me right now, being on time is like a huge deal. Oh, yes, it is. Boy, <laughs> so, don't I know it. <laughs> shut up. So when people like are late are or like people like have no regard for my time it really as they say grinds my gears like it really really messes with me um I think the other thing is like being an only child um it is very easy to block the world out if you will so like we haven't experienced this but I could be in a relationship and just like be off by myself in a corner and be fine. Like, that's not like what I want or like, Mm -hmm. but I can be fine with it. Right. Like I can sit back and I'll use COVID as an example. When I was with my ex, I had a billion and one things to do in that house from the Peloton to an arcade, to video gaming, to drums, to guitar. Like I'm keeping myself entertained, like off in a corner somewhere where she was going nuts because she didn't have like, anything to do. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I feel like that's, that can be a good trait or a bad trait, like being off in a corner by myself. So I had to kind of 
learn to include people in my bullshit, if you will. <laughs> Not that it's really bullshit, but to include, be inclusive of my partner and things that I do and understand that if they want to do it, they will, but ask them and include them. And if they don't, then they don't. And that I think that's just a product of me being an only child and having to entertain myself in a time where there were no cell phones, mm-hmm. no iPads. <laughs> Nintendo had just first come out. There was no YouTube. There was no Google. Like there was nothing. And if all those things would have existed when I was younger as an only child, I would be rich. Right. I promise you I would because I'd be in front of the iPad every day making videos about Lord knows what. <laughs> it's so funny because I've had the exact opposite of experience. Yeah. You know, I came in this world um, with one other person. I can't even, still can't believe it. Yeah. Okay, I'm over it. So I, I always, I always um, connect the fact that I don't like being alone to the fact that I didn't come here mm. alone. And um, not only did I not come here alone, I have other sisters and mm. my family is very close. So we're all, it was always somebody with me. Okay. No matter what I did. Right. And to the point where, as an adult or even as a young adult, like it was very hard for me to go and do different tasks outside of my home by myself because I didn't want to be alone. Yeah. I couldn't imagine going to the movies by myself. I've done it. I, and I, that's the parallel. <laughs> I have done it. I've eaten by myself. I've gone to the movies by myself. I've done all of it yeah. by myself. Yes. I have not gone to the movies by myself, but I have started going to restaurants and, and taking myself out on little dates by myself mm-hmm. as an adult. And that didn't happen until about two, maybe two and a half years ago that oh, I was recently. like, yeah, recently. Yeah. And it was because I was preparing to move out. Mm. Right. And so I knew I was going to be alone. So it's like, okay, I have to force myself to go and do activities by myself because I won't have anybody. Yeah. You know, I wasn't in a relationship at the time. And even if I was like most of the people that I was dating at the time didn't have the same or speak the same love language as I did Mm. where quality time was very important to me. Yeah. So I didn't think I would have anybody staying over at my place or I would be going to other people's places to spend the night for various amounts of days at a time, you know? So, um, yeah, I forced myself to go out to eat and things like that. I think another reason why is like I didn't want people to come and talk to me like because <laughs> the honest to God truth, I could never go anywhere with somebody tr- without somebody trying to holler at me. Yeah. And it gets tiring. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I just want to be left alone and doing different activities, whether it's going to the grocery store or going out to eat or grabbing a coffee by myself. Somebody's going to try to holler at me yeah. and. It just would make me uncomfortable. Yeah. So that happened to me, believe it or not, when I was of a younger age in <laughs> high school, I adopted a resting bitch face because that would try and happen to me. <laughs> that would happen to me all the time. Literally adopted a resting bitch face because I could not go out or anywhere without a dude like trying to holler at me. So I, and I'm not even trying to sound conceited or any of that, but it is it is a real thing like. Yeah. It's a real thing. It's the eyes. You have beautiful eyes, baby. Oh, thank you. Mm. Yeah. But no, for real, like I didn't like seeming vulnerable and being alone definitely makes you more vulnerable than when you have somebody that's tagging along with you. Absolutely. So I definitely have to get comfortable with being alone and by myself. Is your twin the same way? My twin is a loner. 
She's oh, more, she, complete she, opposite in every single way that I've asked you about. Yeah, she can be at home by herself oh, in wow. her room doing her, you yeah. know, her business, whatever it is that it is that she's doing. And meanwhile, I'm the one that's like knocking on her door, like, "Hey, let's have a baby <laughs> night," or "Hey," and 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 to be quite honest with you, like I was the one, I was one of the sisters that was always cooking. Everybody loved my cooking, so I felt like that was a way to like gather people. Yeah like to come be with so me. now so. you're feeding your need <laughs> <Yeah>. literally <laughs> and symbolically of being like having to be with like not by yourself right okay. right right so i would lure them into hanging out with me <laughs> by cooking <laughs> i'm telling no let's i mean i'm I, telling they coming over tonight i am telling <laughs> that they got got when y'all were younger they loved it okay fair enough <laughs> Well, moving along. So we have a quote of the day. The quote of the day. Will you do the honors? I will. In honor of starting Pride Month. Mm -hmm. I am a strong black lesbian woman. Every single time I say it, I feel so much better. Brittany Griner. I like that. I like that too. How do you feel about that quote? Besides liking it, give me some, some details about it. I mean, she has two different identities that she's implying there no actually three she's a woman she's Ooh, black yeah. and she's lesbian get you yeah because so i, I was like three where's three <laughs> <laughs> but you got it um so i think that's pretty cool that she's identifying those things in that one sentence yeah and it's a, a very powerful sentence it's me, like respect so. me i'm all yeah. of these things like respect me and deal with it yeah so i like i like that and i like that um quote specifically for pride month because it's all about honing in and accepting yourself as these identities right mm -hmm. and um also giving the world a chance to accept you you're real philosophical today look at you hey ow <laughs> don't really hang around each other too much that was not planned <laughs> at all <laughs> That was oh, yeah. not planned at all. Yeah, okay. That's that's how I that's how I interpret that that quote. For sure. For sure. What about you? How I interpret that quote? Yes. I interpret that quote as her being very self-aware and her understanding that it can be hard to be out. It can be hard to walk in the shoes of a black woman, a black person a woman and someone who is a part of the LGBTQIA plus community. And I think it's really cool that she acknowledged that. Um, and that um, by her saying like, every time I come to that realization, I feel better. Like I, t I say it and I feel better. It's like, okay, I'm every time I say it, I'm accepting me and I'm accepting who I am. So I, I really, um, it's pretty dope. Yeah. I like it a lot. Agree. Yeah. Moving around, moving on to our topic today, which is it's serious, but they don't respect it. Now, y'all probably wondering what that means, or maybe you're not wondering what that means. Who is this they? Who is this they? Who is the they that we are referring to? The they we are referring to is anyone who's trying to infiltrate this relationship. <laughs> In any way, shape, or form. In any way, shape, form, or fashion. Because it happens. 
And it happens quite often. It happens too much. It happens way too much. And I think it happens because we are two women and we get zero respect for being two women in a relationship. Yeah, exactly. You have any instances? Know something happened recently that we talked about? Yeah, actually. So there was this guy who um, I knew had a crush on me a couple years ago when I first started um, football, but he didn't apply the pressure that I needed him to. And so I let it be what it was, which was nothing. Um, fast forward years later, um, I'm at a wedding Mm -hmm. and, um, he tries to put himself on me, so to speak, and like touching me, grabbing me, like saying kind of, you know, disrespectful things. Um, Granted, he didn't know. I don't think he knows that I'm in a relationship because I didn't say that to him. I didn't see my face. (laughs) Not that that matters, but like Mm. you don't have to disrespect my personal space. Uh, Yes. And that's that's what it was about. Disrespect my personal space. And at some point, I know he could tell that I was uncomfortable because he came up and apologized to me later. It was the drinks were flowing. So, yeah, that, that's not an excuse. Thank you. Not, thank I know you're you. going to say that. I mean, because I, it's just it, it pisses me off because like just because you're a guy and you've had some drinks, you think it's OK to come into any woman's personal space and lay hands on her or be close to her or be within her three feet. Because I guarantee you, if there was a guy there with you. Shut it down. Not happening. Right. Right. So why is it okay when you're by yourself, whether he knows that you're in a relationship or not? I feel like if I was there, he may or may not have made the same kind of move. He probably wouldn't have said anything. He probably would have just, you know, stood back and watched me like everybody else in the room was, Mm -hmm. you know, but um, I don't have any excuse for it. I I appreciate the apology at the end, but Mm -hmm. I just wish that he would have realized that he was making me uncomfortable sooner. And I should have spoke up more instead of just saying like, what's wrong with you? Like you actually, you were like wilding right now. Should, should have, have smacked his ass. Actually, I did smack oh, okay. him. Harder. <laughs> <laughs> I did smack him, but I think he took it in a playful manner. Yeah. Um, Which, I don't know. I guess he felt the need or he felt like that gave him permission to keep going. If it's any straight dudes listening to this podcast... It is not okay to get into the space of a woman unless they want it. Like, I don't know. You can be lame and ask, like, can I be in your space? Like, I don't know what you got to do, but unless she gives you permission, step back. Stay your ass away. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down somewhere. Because it's just. What's that thing? What's that saying that they used to say when, like, you're younger? Like, this is my nono square. Oh, I don't know anything about that. Oh, and I can't <laughs> even think of all. But <laughs> I, I came up in three feet. Step back. Give me my three feet. Oh, and we're living in the times of six feet. So <laughs> with that being said, <laughs> yeah, give me that. <laughs> but no, for real, this is my no-no square. Like, right. get out of my get out of my get personal out of my space. space. Exactly. Exactly. Agreed. What about you? Um, you know, I haven't really had any instances per se where I've had to like check a dude, even when I wasn't the person I am now, like when I was younger and still trying to figure out who I am and find myself. I never really had an instance such as that. 
What I do have is depending on how I'm looking that day. Like I don't, I mean, some days I look more feminine, if you will, than others. No, you don't. Okay. <clears throat> the most time you ever look feminine is when you got on leggings. I said that more, it. more feminine, more feminine than others. Like when you have leggings on. Okay. Well, maybe I had on leggings this particular day, but I was walking past, going to be, meet my um, business coach, my mentor. I was walking past and dude had to be like half my age, like literally. And he was like, hey. Oh damn you you pretty man let me holler at you a second I was just like okay hey what's up Because I try not to be rude I try not to just like Walk away or like dismiss people That want to talk to you because you never know who wants to talk To you right so He was like man you know what's up Like can I get your number what's up I was like nah I'm good I'm you know I'm in a relationship with a woman He was like so I'm like dude I don't I, like I don't even know <laughs> No <laughs> Like you if you even if you wanted to really be friends, which is probably never the case. Right. When I tell you I'm in a relationship with a female and you'd be like, so you really think that's going to get you far? Already no. you're telling me that you don't respect it. You don't respect right. me or the relationship I'm in. So I don't have anything else to say to you at that point. Like you can kick rocks. Mm -hmm. Like I gave you a chance to just be, oh, OK, well, I, you know, I respect that. But again, because I feel like I'm a female that a female in a, a relationship with another female that, you know, people just kind of don't respect it. Yeah. And they'd be like, uh, that's not a real relationship. So. And that's funny you say a real relationship. Cause I feel like when it comes to, um, our dynamic or like lesbian relationships, period, or women on women, men see that as a challenge. I agree with that. And they want to somehow get in the mix of that. In any way that they can. And I mean, if you think about it, the dynamics of like threesomes, right? Mm -hmm. Typically, I guess the most common ratio would be two women to one man. Right. And so men want that. That's what they fantasize about. Right. So when they already have two women that's already together and they the legwork is already done for them, they see it as a challenge to infiltrate that relationship or, yeah. you know what I'm saying, to get in. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, but I'm always let a dude know, like, I'm in a relationship with a girl because I'm proud of that fact. And I don't, I mean, yeah, I don't want it. I don't want no, I don't want no confusion. So we're talking about guys asking you. Uh, what about women? Have I had women ask me out? Mm -hmm. Uh, I have had women approach me. Um, and more often than not, if I tell them I'm in a relationship with a woman, they're respectful of that. I, I can't really remember a time where I've been like, I'm in a relationship with a woman. And they were like, and they were like, okay, I respect that. And then they either try to be friends, which is a workaround, or they just be like, I respect that. And they move on. And if I see them again, they'd be like, what's up? Mm. That's, that's typically how that goes or, or what happens. So what about boundaries with you? What, the, what other experiences have you uh, had? So when it comes to exes and understanding boundaries, like I said, they always circle back. So I've experienced me telling exes like, Hey, I'm in a relationship now mm -hmm. and it's with the woman and 
again, they will be like, oh, okay, well, I mean, so, or whatever. Or they'll say, okay, I respect it or whatever. And then a few weeks later, I get people in my DMs or those same people are in my DMs mm -hmm. and they saying how good I look, how, you know, they still love me and right. all the, all the things. So, and sometimes that can get confusing, right? Yeah. Especially when you're in like a new relationship mm -hmm. and you're having fun in this relationship, but then you start thinking about the times that you had in the past relationships mm -hmm. and like, should you go back? Should, mm -hmm. should you stay? Right. And that's the, re that's part of the reason why I've always like, when I have an ex, I usually cut them out completely because I don't want them to influence my decisions that I have mm. with the person that I'm with currently. Right. So. For you, do you think that would be something that could easily happen? What part? That exes could influence, not our relationship. I mean, just in general, exes could, could influence how you approach the relationship that you're currently in. Um, not in that way. I would say the only way that exes have influenced my relationships that um, I was in outside of them is how they made me feel, how they treated me and what I will accept moving forward in future relationships. That's the only way that past mm -hmm. relationships have affected okay. relationships that I have been in outside of them. So you learned from what you did not want. Absolutely. From those past relationships. Absolutely. Okay. I got you. So your boundaries with your with your wild and crazy ex. <laughs> what about my boundaries? <laughs> what would you like to know about my boundaries? I mean, speak on how you hold those boundaries with your ex and how you protect me from. So, gosh, this story is so long. Uh, how can I make it shorter? Um, so I think I talked a little bit about uh, my ex in a previous podcast and uh, she when she said it was over and I had finality and I was like okay it's over the next day when she had sobered up she didn't think it was over and so I initially wanted to be there for her and be her friend because I had been that throughout the duration of our relationship. And I felt really, really like extremely bad, like having to stand my ground when it came to us breaking up. I mean, because and I say that because of the way I know she felt and what she verbalized to me about how she felt. Mm -hmm. And I don't ever want to see anybody hurt regardless of who they are. Right. Because I've been through a breakup that really, really, really hurt me. Um, and so I understand the feelings behind it. Right. And so um, for a couple of days, I would like take her calls, text her and be like, hey, you know, I'll be there for you, but just in a different way. Um, but then we had a conversation and I realized that that made you feel uncomfortable. And so. I had to just like cut her off. Like I, I, and, and I under, and I, it was probably for the best. Um, there's no way that I would have gone back to her. Um, but just in terms of my, like making a, a clean break for her sake, I think more so than anything else. Um, I think it was a good idea and suggestion. Um, I, I have to stop you, you there. I, I don't want, I want it to be clear that, I wasn't just uncomfortable with the fact that you were texting and calling her. It was mm -hmm. more so that you still had a tie to her. And I felt like it was impeding your process in 
and being completely available to me. Mm. I understand that. Yeah, I understand that. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't take it as a bad thing that you said that at all. Yeah, no, I know you, I know you don't, but I want everybody else to know that that was more of the reason. Gotcha. No, I understand. Um, but that was a, a boundary that, um, that I had to put in place for the sake of this relationship. Um, and she has continued to kind of, um, press those boundaries, if you will. Um, I haven't heard anything verbally from her, but she's done some things that um, definitely impeded my boundaries. Um, and I think that she knows that I'm in a different, another relationship. She knows I'm in another relationship. She just doesn't care. Absolutely. She absolutely knows. <laughs> uh, she doesn't respect it. Um, she did. She did investigative discovery on what wasn't what it was until it is yeah yes and by that we mean she thinks that I was cheating on her and I was not and she also thinks that um I guess we were together longer than we were which I guess would be me cheating on her and none of that happened Mm -hmm. um yeah I don't want to I'm not here to deface or defame anyone and so we'll just kind of leave it at that um we'll leave it at she probably knows it's serious but she doesn't respect those boundaries of it being serious because she continues to try and impede those boundaries in um my not necessarily personal space but we'll just say my personal belongings Uh and we'll leave it at that do you think people take guy guy relationships more serious than women in women relationships? I feel like they do. I feel like I feel like when it comes to guy guy relationships, the the outside world definitely views it as something more serious because it's almost like you know how guys are very very serious about not doing anything that's considered gay towards each other because they don't want to have that that stigma yeah that mm-hmm. stigma that they're being that they're gay mm-hmm. because like as soon as you have that stigma attached to you it's like you're written off yeah in the straight world yeah and with a lot of guy guy relationships they tend to be more open about being out true because you can't really i mean some people hide it yes but the majority of them I feel Mm -hmm. are a little bit more open about it. So, and nobody wants to be connected to that. Nobody wants to have, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel, I definitely feel like the world takes guy, guy relationships more seriously than women. I think even guys that are um, gay take guy, guy relationships more seriously. Meaning if I was a guy and you were a guy and another guy came up to either me and you, me or you, right? And was like, man, you know, I'm trying to holler. And you're like, I'm in a relationship with another guy. I think respect would be like, oh, it got you no problem at all. No problem. But since it's vice versa, I think that it's not respected as much. I agree. It's unfortunate. I mean, yeah, but I guess it is what it is at this point. I think we're going to wrap it up for today. Yeah. 
but yeah, it was a good conversation. Absolutely. I, I always it. enjoy having candid conversations with you. Yes, babe. Hmm. Until next time, guys. All right, y'all. Be good. Bye. Peace. Even though she drives me crazy, I tell everyone that's my baby.